Luke, I am your father. Nope. No, Luke, I am your father. It's not. Right? That's how he says it. I mean, it's disputed or like it's misquoted. What do you mean it's disputed? Misquoted. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. No, you can just <laughs> go back and watch the movie. My name is Morrow. Google this right now. My name is Morrow. Good for you. My name's Dan. And, and that's this, our intro. And that's our intro. I think that was our most reckless <laughs> intro yet. <laughs> and and this, is, this is Let's Talk About Cool Animals. Animals. Ooh, rocky I had to, start. I had to mess it up. On Why? Because we've been nailing it for the past like three or four episodes, I noticed. I feel like that was kind of like the goal was to nah, nail it, right? We lost, we lost our edge. Uh, do we have anything going on? Yeah, I got new glasses. Two pairs. Oh, yes. How much were they? Like 40 bucks each versus yeah. like... Three hundred dollars or something. I buy obscene. direct. Uh, go uh, order some pairs of glasses and use our code Dan Ten, which is not going to work. You're Try gonna pay, it. You're going to pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> also, I buy direct. If you'd like to sponsor us, great. Also, why the fuck do glasses cost more than like a dollar? Because you know what is it like? You can get an old iPad for like hundred and fifty bucks, right? Yeah, that's what you did. Yeah. And then you can go to the optometrist and be like, hey, I need new glasses. They'll be like, perfect. It's $150. Yeah. And then I'll be like, but I can't order food from the toilet with my glasses, but I can do that with my iPad. What I'm saying if is- you go to CVS, you can get like $2 eyeglasses. Yeah, but like it's prescription, I mean. Oh, prescription, it's so stupid yeah. that prescription, gla- whatever. Isn't it technically like a disability, so it should be like fully covered? Like no, I can't see. I can't drive without like my glasses. There's a whole thing about, what is it, Luxottica? Or like there's a huge company that owns like all the glasses brands, oh. and they almost like pushed um, Ray-Ban out of business. So it goes back to capitalism. It goes back to like human greed and why the planet's being destroyed. Capitalism. Is it? I don't know if it's capitalism uh, or he, if it's he, just like. I mean, we, we, we participate. We can also criticize the system. I mean, it's just like. Leave capitalism alone. You know who didn't leave capitalism alone? Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> Good guess. Um, During World War Hitler II. Hitler didn't leave a lot of people alone. Yeah. Not at all shout out to Hitler. Hitler's terrible. No, but we're not talking about Hitler. We're talking about World War II. And we're not talking about World War II. We're talking about a specific battle of World War II. So we're talking about World War but II. But not as a whole. Uh, we're talking about the Battle of Ramree Island. Which I didn't even know existed. I, I've i heard it mentioned. I never got into the gruesome details. Um, if you're light of stomach or whatever you call it, you have a, weak a sensitive, stomach. weak stomach, um, don't listen to this episode. I was going to say remove yourself from the breeding pool. But <laughs> but like by now, we already got your play count, so you can leave. But um, have we gotten the play count yet? Yeah, it's been like a minute or something. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so um, well, like, subscribe, share. Yeah, like, subscribe. You don't even have to listen to the story because it's uh, it's gruesome. Um, we're talking about the crocodiles of Ramry Island, um, which I guarantee ninety five percent of you have never heard of this. I know that's why I'm excited. Was when Moro sent me uh, this week's um, topic, I was like, "What do this is a made up thing? What are you talking about?" And I googled it. And I was it's like, disputed, but it's not really. No, 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 no. I just didn't even, I've never heard, never of, heard it. of it. And it's yeah. just such a crazy story. Well, think about how many battles went on in World War II. This is a different kind of battle, though. Yeah. This is, oh. a, this is like man versus nature. Ooh. This is a battle. It wasn't of, even a battle, a, really. Well, it was like, just one side won. Yeah. Um, this is like a, this is survival battle. I yeah. don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a great topic for a great movie. Directed by like us, Oliver Stone. No, no. Okay. This is our, I think we should write a screenplay. All right, call it the Battle of Ramry Island. 
the Crocs working working of title. Ramry Island. Working title. Saving Private Croc. Nope. Style. Nope. We're done. We're gonna hire um, someone to come. So with the title. a little background on the story. In January of 1945, the British, uh, the good guys, launched an amphibious offensive against Japan. The bad guys. Do we remember Japan and what they did to get the U.S. into the war? Yeah, Pearl Harbor. I like how Germany was just minding their own business. Not really. Were they? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They had like the the whole war thing figured out. It's like, oh, great, we're winning. All our fronts are awesome. And then Japan's like, hey guys, um, we're gonna go bomb (laughs) a a, a world superpower. Is that cool? It's like, no, don't do that. Oh, okay, we already did it. It's it's done. (laughs) My my favorite. Before we continue, is that little meme of what is it, Oscar and Dwight? Oh yeah. (laughs) What did you do? What did you do? Who Dwight? <laughs> yeah. So J- Japan got uh, the U.S. into the war. A lot of people died. I guess it's really not funny. Uh, yeah, like seventy million people died. Anyway, is that a real number? I feel like you made that up. Oh, come on, you know I'm a war junkie. Okay. Really good. Like it was like seventy-five or seventy-four million deaths. That's impressive. If you, I mean, it's also like terrible. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yes, the British launched an amphibious offense, offensive against the Japanese forces, the Imperial Army. Um, in Burma, which is now Myanmar, Myanmar, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Myanmar, Myanmar. Um, that's to the east of India and south of China. Yeah, I'm sounds- just trying to paint a picture for people where where we are. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're in New York. We're in New York. Shout out to New York. Um, so Ramri Island, which is just off the coast of Burma, had been taken by the Imperial Japanese Army in 1942. So they had it for, what, three years? Yeah. It, I mean, it was controlled by the British. Quick math brag right for there. For a while, because it, they're right next to India and, you know, British and India. That yeah. whole thing with the T. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Gandhi. So the British wanted to reestablish control in order to set up air bases to support the mainland campaign in Burma. Yes. So British made landfall in overwhelming numbers january 26 1945 with the support of their powerful navy oh yes which the almighty british navy yeah that's kind of what the brits are known for is like hey for, for like millennia well that's how they took over the world and enslaved yeah. lots of people and you know yeah the col- sun never colonized. sets on the british empire it, it did though no it didn't what do you mean it didn't because they own colonies like Still? all over the world oh i mean so do we kind of yeah i mean like we're basically we're like Britain light. Well, you learn for, like the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. System of measurement. <laughs> Anyways, the Japanese had no choice but to retreat into the jungle. So the retreating groups had a, had plans to join other Japanese forces on the other side of the island. Now, this island was not exactly a walk in the park. Yeah, it wasn't like a like a plain, and it, you know island it, it was just yeah it wasn't chaos. like a paved road it was a it was a waking nightmare so it was a 10 mile journey through the mangrove swamps which were riddled with scorpions which would sting you and poison you mosquitoes which carried malaria which kills what half of humanity snakes and of course our ancient dinosaur friends dinosaurs. the saltwater crocodile oh, they are dinosaurs yeah they are oh. I, like the I, I was looking it. at pictures because more specifically at saltwater crocodiles that roam these mangrove lakes. They they are the ones that look extremely prehistoric. They they are prehistoric. Oh, well, not really, because they're they're in the present. You can't be prehistoric and still be alive. You get me? You, you see I don't you get see you. the the no, working with you nomenclature. For five years and I still don't understand you. Um so yeah, the Japanese ret- retreated into the jungle and 
I mean, they were under fire by the British. They were under fire by the the naval vessels, which one of them was the Queen Elizabeth. Which, call back to Unsinkable Sam. Yeah, because she she participated in in the bombing of the Bismarck, I think it was called. That makes me think of Bismarcky. Okay, anyway. The rapper. So this journey through the, through the swamp lasted weeks. Like they couldn't, it was hard to navigate. One, because they were surrounded. And two, because you're not going to make that journey in a day. You're carrying a bunch of equipment. Yeah. You are in the middle of a war. <laughs> so you really have to, you know, look out for your, for your division. So about a thousand people went in and the British just surrounded the area completely. And... In the coming weeks, they heard screams coming from the jungle. They heard rifle fire, and they heard, I guess, animals thrashing tails, Thra- thrashing tails. That that sound. Yeah, it. Um, just it, listening to that from a ship from the beach. What, what other assessment can you make than, oh my god, this is a crazy party they're having <laughs> in there. Yeah, it's a rave. <laughs> So these giant saltwater crocodiles, some of them were as long as 20 feet long, stalked, attacked, and ate hundreds of Japanese soldiers. So, you know, saltwater crocs, they will lay and just wait. And because they're, you know, cold-blooded, they can slow their metabolism down. They could wait for weeks. They don't eat very often. No. So, but... They're also opportunist uh, predators. They're going to eat what moves. Yeah, if they see an opportunity, they're in. Now, doesn't matter what it is. Some reports were saying that there were thousands of crocodiles. Mm. Now, if you know anything about like how to sustain a ecosystem, you can't yeah. have thousands of a thing. And then all of a sudden, they had this huge like feast of humans. What are they eating before and after this happened? Yeah, so, and, and the island wasn't very big either. It, you know, there was probably a terrifying amount if you were having to a couple walk dozen through. Dozen maybe, the, or the 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 worst part about this was they were walking through this in the dark. Because that was night. that was the you know the safe this I'm throwing bunny ears up yeah. here the safest time for them to travel, and that's where the you know just imagine you, you hear you're taking light steps and you hear the oh, the, the, the hissing the hissing oh. no but like you got the mosquitoes and then every everything you, that's the problem it wasn't just, just the, the crocodiles of the jungle yeah it, the, the cacophony just, you're going through wilderness in the middle of the night while under fire by the British. And while surrounded in the entirety of the island. We have it so easy. I know. Like, I mean, just... And the Japanese, you know, they're very honorable. They would have never just surrendered on the spot. Respect. You know? That's why they did this. They ran into the jungle because they're an honorable people. Um, So the estimates are highly debated, as I said in the beginning. But between 400 and 600 Japanese soldiers are thought to have perished at the jaws of saltwater crocodiles in Ramry Island. 400 to 600 in a span of weeks. It's a rough couple way to weeks. Go. That makes it the the worst crocodile attack on humans in history and that's according to the almighty Guinness Book of World Records. Yes. That's just insane to me. Hundreds of soldiers being eaten over the course of weeks. Your friends. <sighs> I would now have, I'm picturing it. I have I, so I, much anxiety. I wrote these notes, but now I'm like in there. Yeah. I'm in the jungle with them. Only 20 Japanese soldiers were captured alive by the British on the other side of the of the jungle. Just imagine, you see one of your friends get attacked, you're going to run. doesn't matter what the course is, you're going to start running. 
you leave the jungle, you're going to get captured. Yeah. So the ones that made it out, luckily, I mean, they became prisoners of war, but they did not get eaten by a crocodile. Would you rather get captured? Eaten or beaten? Eat, yeah, eaten or beaten and interrogated. <laughs> take a beating. Whatever. Um, almost 500 are known to have escaped Ramri, and that's including the other group that was waiting at the end of the jungle. Okay. So, you know. Well, also running away from them was kind of futile because I think the saltwater croc can run, I think it's like 25, in sprints, but can run like yeah. 25 miles an hour. Yeah, and they can swim up to 15 miles an hour. It's too much. Too much. Way too much. Um, we have well-recorded accounts of this of this incident. Yes. So uh, here's the first-hand account of the incident by naturalist Bruce Wright, who was a British soldier at the time in Ramry Island. Let's paint the picture. That night, February 19th, 1945, was the most horrible that any member of the motor launch crew had ever experienced. Scattered rifle shots in the pitch black swamp punctured by the screams of wounded men, crushed in the jaws of huge reptiles, and the blurred worrying sound of spinning crocodiles made a cacophony of hell that has rarely been duplicated on Earth. At dawn, the vultures arrived to clean up what the crocodiles had left. Of about 1,000 Japanese soldiers that entered the swamps of Ramri, only 20 were found alive. Man, I got I got goosebumps during that. Yeah, that's a that's a movie. That, I I don't know how this hasn't been a movie. That's yet. that's the synopsis of a movie. I guess where's the love interest component of it? The I don't know the crocodiles being in love with human meat. It's a weird one. But like these yeah. crocodiles. They they didn't like they weren't defending their nest. They weren't doing that. No, but they were they do, were they were feeding. doing what they do. They, they were, were feeding. They weren't, you know, they you showed up in their house and they're like, oh sweet, dinner's here. Oh man, I, I just I wanna know what love is. No. <laughs> <laughs> if we could quantify it, how much of an impact this had on the British campaign of Burma. Honestly, all I know is from my perspective, animals are responsible for any sort of change or in direction in both World War One yeah. and World War Share II. Share me, saving crocodiles. But the crocodiles fought alongside the Allied forces. You can, I mean, if a British soldier would have stepped in the jungle, they wouldn't be like, "Oh, mate, can't eat you. You're on my team." Is that is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Get a load of this bloke. Um, oh my god. <laughs> But uh, not your best. I don't. I don't do a, a British accent. But I mean, <laughs> if if the crocodiles on the on the higher numbers were able to get rid of six hundred Japanese soldiers in a tiny little island that the British was trying to take back control of, yeah, that's a big impact. Turning point. The British, like, they didn't have to do anything. They just had to chase the Japanese into the jungle. We didn't even need to drop the atomic bomb. We could have. Just- Which consequently was only. Six months after this? Yeah. Because it was in February. So, six months. What a weird moment that must have been. I was listening to... Um, it when it happened? No. I w- there's a documentary about the Manhattan Project that's like old and it's very propagandy. But um, some of the engineers, especially, especially Oppenheimer, like cried when they yeah, when man. they saw the first test. What, is, what did he say? Like, I have become uh, the death? destroyer world. Yeah. yeah. I I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. He quoted a Bible verse. Um, is it a Bible? It's verse? It's a Bible verse. Yeah. Is it? Yes. 
Bhagavad Gita or something? I don't know. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. It's a Bible verse. You're a Bible verse. Anyways. Um, but this the, is... So uh, crocodile attacks on humans are not uncommon. It's estimated that about a thousand people a year... That's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's estimated that about a thousand people a year are killed by crocodiles. Um, I don't know if you remember. This is absolutely horrible. A few years ago, there was a little kid... Um, in Disneyland, was Disneyland, Disney World, down in Florida? Oh, I don't remember. It, but it's like two or three years old. Which, like, how they found them inside the crocodile? No, it happened. Like the parents, it happened oh, in front of the parents. Oh. Like, how the fuck did Disney? Like, oh man, oh no, best place in the world. Also, there's monsters in the water, literal dinosaurs, which is absolutely awful. So the deadliest in terms of attacks, though, on humans is in the Nile crocodile uh, in sub-Saharan Africa. So after lions and hippos, the Nile crocodile causes the highest number of wildlife-related fatalities, which is cool. Yeah. Are they part of the big five? The crocodiles? Are they? I think so. Big five is what so you got hippos, lions, buff- crocodiles, water buffalo, water buffalo, and I don't know, mm. pigs. Um, but most of these deaths happen in like remote areas, so like you can't really, you know, they don't make it to the media. A lot of these go unreported, so the, the estimates are believed to be on the on the low side, because they they happen in in poor areas. They happen in, in oh yeah, you know, in it's the same the middle thing with the, the tiger attacks in India. Yeah, so the numbers are on, on on the low end. Just just to to put that into perspective, um, a very specific saltwater crocodile named Whiteback. Uh, he was five point eight meters long, nineteen feet. Thank you, American. Um, and it was called Whiteback because he had like these white markings on his back, which is very creative, I guess. Whiteback. Is it? No, it's not. Um, so he actually killed 13 people in Sarawak, Malaysia. And he, like, the crocodile was basically like a bounty was put on, on his head. Like, I mean, this was like a notorious man eating crocodile. It's like Lake Placid. Yeah, I was going to mention Lake Placid. Um, but. They finally caught him in May of 1992, not before he claimed his last victim, a, th- a 30-year-old woman. What a horrible way to go. Yeah. Because, like, you're, I mean, you're going to die pretty quickly, but, like, <sighs> yeah, dude, it's going to, you're going to bleed out pretty fast. Yeah. Like, but I don't know, how, like, what, like define fast, because I feel like I'm... Uh, two minutes. Two minutes of getting attacked by a crocodile is, like, five hours of watching Netflix. Time is relative. Mm, that seems like a made-up... I would equation. not. Two, two minutes is an eternity to get pi- to get killed by a giant beast. Nah, I don't think so. You, <laughs> you want to test your hypothesis? No. What a what a <laughs> what a stupid question to ask me. Of Just course, say. I don't want to get eaten by a crocodile. So why do these crocodiles attack? So there's three main reasons. Because they're dumb. That is true. They are not very bright. They have obviously a very tiny reptilian brain, about the size of a walnut. Um, three reasons. So the first of which is hunting for food. So they're opportunistic feeders. So they eat a wide range of prey. Um, with increasing body size, they can shift to larger and larger prey. And humans are well within that group. So they're not picky eaters. Be careful. The larger ones that cannot get um, large enough prey to eat, and because they don't eat often, we 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 said this. They can go weeks without eating. Like they eat big, then just rest, and then eat again. Yeah, you know. A human, say 130 pounds. Who weighs 130 pounds? I don't know. Like, was like it a baby? Like a 20 year old lady. <laughs> like so, someone who's being uncareful 
in, in a pond, drinking from a pond, <laughs> like a like a deer. <laughs> what a picture! I, I mean, you're really painting a good picture. Here. All right, so you've got the but twenty yeah, year old human. Drinking that's within. From the pond. That's like on the low end of, of what they can eat because they can eat like buffalo, like the big saltwater crocodiles. I mean, they're not buffalo, swallowing them whole, but, but they can. It can drag them down to the bottom and feast. More like bit. wildebeest. Oh, did you know how they eat and how they bite in the underwater with their mouth? Yeah, that, but also um, they have like a channel going from their nose to the back of their throat. So when they open their mouth underwater, they can still breathe. What? They have a channel. Let me say that again. They have a channel sort of like our epiglottis blocks one tube Mm -hmm. and then the other and then opens the other one. They have that, but on the back of their throats, one goes to the nose and the other one goes to the mouth. When they open their mouth that that area closes and they can still like exhale through their nose i thought you meant when they're completely underwater and i was like i don't know how that helps no. so they have a tube that shoots out of their nostrils. No, that, like i get it now it's a big jaw no no you i'm okay. an idiot you explained also it what is their psi i think four thousand psi i didn't write it down it's too much four thousand psi humans you will snap to your arm in half yeah yeah your arm your torso <laughs> i do love those guys who like <laughs> Are crocodile and like alligator tamers? Yeah, it's mainly alligators. They're right? actually very weak to open their jaw. Yes. Did you know that they like if you yeah, get with a rubber tape. band you can like <laughs> not a rubber band. Don't do it. Don't do yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. Do not. Don't play with these animals. Yeah. So the second reason why crocodiles attack is they defend their territory like any other apex predator in any eco- ecosystem. So, so some species such as the saltwater crocodile, they're highly territorial, like my cat. And will defend their territory against intruders, including humans. You step into a swamp that's riddled with crocodiles, good luck. Because you're not going to be able to see them. Yeah. And when you see them, it's going to be already eating it's you. It's going to be May. <laughs> it's August. Another and third and final reason, which humans and all animals do. Not the nest part, but defense of... <laughs> yeah, we build a nest and lay eggs. <laughs> no, but defense of their nest or their young. So most crocodilian, ex- uh, most crocodilian species exhibit some form of nest defense. So female saltwater crocs will vigorously defend their nest to deter predators or intruders because a lot of them will come in and eat those tasty little eggs. Um, whereas other species are far less likely to do so against humans. Yeah, so the Nile crocodile, <laughs> that rhymes, and the saltwater crocodiles are the most, um, I guess, aggressive against humans in recorded history. Like, they'll eat humans, period. There's no there's no dancing around that statement. Won't we all? Will, will we? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> No, like if we were all crocodiles, I mean. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be my first one. Um, that'd be my first choice for a for a snack. Um, so we talked about saltwater crocodiles a lot, but you know they're they're very interesting. If they look, so if you don't know what a saltwater crocodile looks like, they're the crocodile that are portrayed in every single like horror video or movie. Yeah, they're that crocodile with the with the sharp teeth that stick out of their mouths. With the little bumps in their back. Which is different from the other ones that have marshmallow teeth. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying they're different. Like an alligator? No, I know. Like someone out there has to yeah. think I'm funny. Hey, Matt, I know you're listening <laughs> right now, so you better laugh. Oh, thank you to, uh, what, what's what's her name? Corinne. Corinne. Yes. Um, your brother's girlfriend. Yes. That corrected, not corrected, corrected you. 
because uh, if you guys have been listening to our me. to our uh, Wiped Out Wednesdays episodes, uh, there's a little um, conflict of information Not with a the conflict. With I, the I just didn't know there the was tons. two different kinds of um, tons. She said there seems to be a lot of confusing and infighting infighting have we, have we been fighting <laughs> does, does that come across that way Infight, uh, yeah. re- regarding the mass of a ton a metric ton is 2204 pounds yet a u.s ton is 2000 pounds either way i'm learning tons from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's great fantastic entertaining and gets an a plus thank you corinne back to crocodiles um, and thank you matt for dating corinne no thank you matt and taking well. good care of caleb speaking of pounds <laughs> um Saltwater crocodiles are the largest crocodile species in the world. Also the largest living reptile species. They are terrifying. They are monsters. They are dinosaurs. Male saltwater crocodiles have actually been recorded at lengths of 23 feet. Seven meters. And weighing as much as 2,200 pounds. 1,000 kilograms. (laughs) A ton. (laughs) One ton. Shout out to Corinne. Shout out to tons. (laughs) Adult saltwater crocodiles have 66 teeth. One more and they're the devil on average. And the greatest bite force of any animal in the world. One more six. I meant one one more six. It would be 600 more teeth. (laughs) Deal with me. Um, Their bite force is close to 4,000 PSI, as we said before. That's too much. 4,000 PSI, that's... 200 times the bite force of a very strong human. They could also live up to 70 years. 70 years. Yeah. More more than some humans. More than like most More humans. than most Americans. Life expectancy 74. Um, saltwater crocodiles communicate using several sounds, including barking, hissing, growling, and chirps. Is, I just, like a giant terrifying beast. The you babies, go up to it, the babies like, are cute. No, the hissing is terrifying. Yeah, so they use these sounds to communicate, um, like reproduction. That's one of them, and also to to warn the the other crocodiles in the nest, which is cool. And the hissing, I don't want to be on the other side of a crocodile hissing at me. Me neither. That sounds terrifying. So this, this is a fun one. This is a cute one. Is it? I mean, I guess <laughs> in Australia they're known as salties. Salties. <laughs> Do it again. Salties. <laughs> And uh, their swimming speeds can reach up to 15 miles an hour. And the females can lay up to 90 eggs that then become scary giant monsters that eat Japanese soldiers in 1945 when Good. the British are trying to <laughs> launch an amphibious attack on Ramri Island to regain control of it to support their campaign on the mainland of Burma. Did you breathe during that? Good for you. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Way, way to bring it back. Yeah. Um, so that's the. those are the crocodiles of Ramri Island. Um Allied force of crocodiles, the crocodallies. Well, the no. crocodile, croc, 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 nope. crocodallies. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you. I hope you learned something new because this is a very, you know, this is a, a pretty buried like, story. Yeah, it's a really cool story, and also you could sound cool at the next party. Be like, hey, did you know about the Battle of Ramry Island? Yeah, and then this is like a big, like the battle itself sucked. <laughs> I looked. I looked at, at um, the breakdown of events, uh-huh. the timeline. This was the only interesting thing that happened. <laughs> Everything else seems dreadful. boring. Um, I'm not boring you because you've gone like seven times. I didn't get. I didn't sleep well last night. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so yeah, those are the crocodiles of Ramry Island. Go, I guess, donate to a crocodile conservancy or something. Uh, just be good to the planet. Recycle. Yeah. Don't um, start a war. Um, yeah. If you're listening. Oh, if you want to talk about World War One or World War Two. 
get like get in touch with me because I'll talk about that for hours. Yeah, he will. It's super annoying. It is super annoying. Um, <laughs> Remember, uh, again, uh, please feel free to share us with your friends and family if you think they'd appreciate what we talk about. Especially if they like World War II. Or if they like animals. Or if they like, you or know. animals of World War II. Or if they're friends of ours, you guys could listen to our podcast. This is our second World War II episode. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for the World War Three episode. Oh, God. Because <laughs> we're going to war with That's China. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Nuclear oh, apocalypse. Woo. All right. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll see you on Wednesday. We'll see you on Wednesday for a very um, amazing, uh, I don't know. Ugh, grape. Get out. Grape. A grape. Get out. A grape get episode. Out. Get out. It's done. That's the end of end of podcast. <laughs> All right. Just stop see, recording. See you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Last word.